Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Create More Now podcast. It is an amazing Wednesday here in Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for joining me. And I uh, first am very sorry. Um, didn't get to come on here on Sunday, but shit happens. You know, I can I'm trying to get you an episode every Sunday and almost every Wednesday, but it cannot be promised. But today I am here for Whiskey Wednesday and um, I have a little special episode for you. I have two of my good friends coming on, um, Robert and Marissa Guido. They are known as the Dos Cocos Locos. They are a uh, creative duo out of Tampa, Florida, and they share some secret sauce with you, some stuff that you could uh, implement and get in uh, in your business, something that you should really get started with, and um, really what this, the steps that they've taken, and a little bit about their path, their journey, and they just give a little bit of background of, of some stuff that they've tried and... Uh, Seems like it's working out for them. They're still doing pretty well, and it's a great little interview we had. I think it's about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, I would have just hopped off the call and just wanted to uh, get this out for you and uh, get it rolling again on this Whiskey Wednesday. Let me know what you're drinking down in the comments. You can see all of their uh, contact info. Robert Maris's contact info is going to be in the show notes down below as well. And uh, make sure you give me a follow as always, and all the books that were mentioned are going to be down in the show notes as well. That's all I have for you today, and thank you so much. Enjoy. This is the Create More Now podcast, the show that's dedicated to help you create more dynamic content. Whether you're a YouTuber, photographer, or small business owner on a budget, this is for you. My name is Jake Smith. I'm a content editor and social media producer that has had the privilege of working with small business owners all over the world. I'll be your host today. Now let the show begin. Don't drink it. Water, bro. We're just dehydrated, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going. It's a gallery view. All right. Dope. Oh, true. Alright guys, how's it going in Tampa right now? It's going good, man. It's going good. Um, things are starting to open, open up, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, we're just starting to book more like coffee dates and get like that going because I feel like that's kind of like our process as far as like bouncing ideas back and forth. So, so yeah, man. Cool, cool. So everyone that's listening or watching any of these clips, um, this is Robert and Marissa, part of Dos Cocos Locos Productions. I've known both of them for, fuck, I don't know, five, six years now. It's yeah. been a while. Um, good people. They run their own company. They do photo video work. They do everything from events to uh, big group gatherings, like pop-up shops and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, they're in the Tampa area. Are you in Tampa? You're not in St. Pete, right? Take more Tampa. No, yeah, definitely Tampa. Definitely Tampa. We like it. Stick on, stick on that mainland. All right. Yep. And um, so, guys, just tell me a little bit about yourselves. What it's like. What's the where you kind of started, and let's give everyone a little bit of a background here on the uh, on this on this channel here. All right. Can I go for it. Sure. <laughs> um, so, Dos Cocos Locos is the two crazy coconuts in Spanish. Um, so we kind of we had an interesting start into um, our entrepreneurial journey. Uh, we started by selling coconuts at the beach down in Fort Myers. Um, it, yeah, that was a, an interesting <laughs> time. <laughs> we literally had coconut trees outside of our house. We chopped them down and had a cart and literally sold coconuts. Chop the tree down? 
Chop the coconuts down. <laughs> Sounds very anti money making to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great time. Um, and that's kind of how we got started. It's all coconuts at the beach. It was an yeah, interesting so, uh, start. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess that's like the start of like the entrepreneurial journey because we just kind of realized um, that money actually does grow on trees. And at the time, we were both working like college jobs. So I was making like 10 bucks an hour. I think Marissa's making like 11 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And we were making, we were selling each coconut for like $7 a pop, two for 12 or three for 15. Mm-hmm. So if we sold three coconuts, like in one small group, we were able to make just as much money as we would make in like one hour of working. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a good time. It was a whole experience. Mm-hmm. We had a cart. We had uh, the Moana soundtrack playing in the, playing in the background. We gave all of our clients, customers, uh, a free flower lay we with learned, every coconut. We learned so you had the experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, even like the copy to like organic, fresh coconut water. Cause it was literally from the tree. So I, <laughs> yeah. like everything that we learned not from that business literally translates to like what we do now. Cause we're like, yo, we just need to know like marketing, like advertising, I guess. Um, just like interacting with people, your brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how to create an experience. Yeah. And you, so how the fuck do you go from selling coconuts to doing everything you do now? That's what I, I, that always has amazed me. Like what made you want to do that? You say entrepreneurial journey and I know you're, you, you figured most, not most of it out, but it seems like you're on a pretty good track. Like what transitioned you to where you are now? Like in this creative, in creative field, creative space. Yeah. So I actually was like a high school science teacher for a year. I was teaching ninth grade. And um, Marissa's working a job also where she like outfitted like emergency vehicles, it's, like a totally random job off <laughs> yeah. of Craigslist. And we both just like strongly realized that we were in a place where people were literally just going to work, coming home, eating food, like making food, watching Netflix, going to sleep. And, we, and it sucked. And we were, we were living <laughs> that life too. So we're like, yo, there's like, there has to be more to life than this um and we were just like we kind of like had like a midlife crisis like right at the very beginning of like fucking 22 years old yeah yeah (laughs) we're having a midlife crisis we're like is this it is this it am i doing this right yeah Yeah. so we're like dang and then um at at the time we started listening to really cool people like uh gary v and um other like and just like reading books like one of the books that really like wrecked us in the Mm. best way um was rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki and it was just it's basically um, his life. Like his dad was uh, the poor dad who had all of his education and then was still just kind of um, paying each bill by the month, uh, making ends meet, but not really like striving, uh, just kind of surviving. And then his his rich dad was his neighbors and his best friend's dad who only had like an eighth grade education and was like a multimillionaire and owned a bunch of businesses. And so he kind of pulled from both of that and we're like, interesting, now that we are, educating ourselves what else are we doing like Mm -hmm. why is this it Mm -hmm. so um at my job how we kind of made the shift from coconuts to cameras is um i used to work for a company that built uh cop cars fire trucks and ambulances and one of my positions was to um take photos of the finished vehicles to show other agencies and um i used to just take them on my phone i'd like take little video clips and it was like way cooler than like what they had been doing so i was very proud about it and <laughs> um, like this is way better than answering phone calls like exactly yeah <laughs> i was like i got this guys i got this <laughs> and, um one of my coworkers had like a had like a dslr he had like a canon rebel and it's like the early like 
introductory levels to like a DSLR for Canon. And he's like, why don't you try using this for the, for the cars? And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Um, cause I always like kind of wanted a cool camera like that, but like, I didn't know how to like turn one on or like do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And so I started using that and I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is legit. I really like this. And, um, He's like, why don't you like see if you really like it before you buy one? Because I was like, I got to get one like immediately. Yeah. And, you're like, Oh, price tag though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he actually let me borrow his camera and his whole camera bag for like a month, um, which was wild. A lot of trust. A lot of trust. It's a friend. Yeah. And so I, I brought it home and I was like, look what I got. I got like this really cool camera and I just have to get it back before Christmas. Like it's great. Yeah. And so I showed Robert some of the photos that I had taken and literally the next day he went out and bought his camera. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is like so cool. I got to check this out too. Because so, at, at the time too, I was doing like videos for my students. Like I would record them on the lab, like doing the labs. Uh-huh. Then the YouTube video, the next day I would show them the video. It kind of tricked them into learning too. That way, yeah. like, oh, I need to make sure I look good for the YouTube video. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then like this, the principal ended up seeing it and she's like, hey, I want you to teach the after school program on Premiere Pro. At the time, I never heard the word Premiere Pro ever. I was using iMovie on my like phone and I'm like, yo, like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. But like, I'll teach something I don't know anything about. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> like, I'm interested anyway. Like, so in a weird way, I was able to both get paid to teach and learn how to use Premiere Pro. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And like, even though it was like only one hour after school, that was like, for me, my favorite part of the teaching day, because I was able to actually do something that wasn't related to just like, like spilling out just like whatever they wanted to spill out during like the school day. Yeah. So so yeah, like that, like, I think that kind of led to like a creative storm on our side, Mm -hmm. where we would go to work, but we actually had something to look forward to when we like clocked out. Because we, yeah. we would clock out of like regular work and then we would clock into like our creative work. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then fast. Okay. So then, and then fast forward, you guys basically stumbled into like finding cameras and doing video on accident, mm-hmm. to, essentially. And how, like, what got you to do, like, I know you've worked with, with some brands and clients in Tampa. Like, what was that like? What was the, the growing process of like a little creative duo, almost like a little mini content agency? Like, what's that? What? got you to that point and meeting people and your connections with, uh, with other business owners? Um, so basically, uh, after five months of having our cameras, um, we quit our jobs and moved to Tampa, um, two months after that. So we kind of just dove head head first into this business, um, and didn't really know too many people up here. We had had a couple of clients like within that five month period mm-hmm. um, like friends and stuff yeah just getting yeah, some jobs friends and family um who would hire us to come up here and like shoot some stuff so we're like okay it can't be that hard like this is a good like growing area it should be easy um the first three months of us being here we literally met no one we we that were spiraling uh, mentally uh we didn't know anybody my mom was here and that was basically it mm-hmm. um and we were spending all of our money and weren't getting any jobs because we didn't really know where to look um, so we basically just started doing like a lot of free stuff, um, and DMing everyone, uh, in Tampa. So we would look up like Tampa business owners, Tampa, like just different hashtags mm-hmm. and emailing them like little free things that we would do and, and trying to get coffee with everyone. We had so many coffee dates. We still do coffee dates. Um, just trying to connect first on a personal level and then 
try to see if we can do business together, mm-hmm. if it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Um, so I think that was really helpful. Just getting in the DMs of literally everyone. Sliding. That's it. Still goes on. DMs. It still goes down in the DMs. That's, yeah. that's the whole business model. <laughs> and did you guys do that uh, from your, from your, your team account or did you do that like personally? Because sometimes people are like, Oh, I don't know if I want to meet up because like you might try to sell me some shit. Like what's, how is it overcoming like meeting, uh, meeting like-minded people that you know you could help like, do it the right way? Yeah. Um, so initially we tried to do it from like our Dos Cocos Locos account because mm-hmm. it made sense. We're like, well, if we reach out like in this account, at least they'll know like what we're going for. But then we quickly realized that if we were doing it individually in our separate accounts and be like, hey, we think you're cool. We like like a certain piece of content that they pe- pressed out. If you want to check out some stuff that we do, here's our actual business account. We do like photo and video. We just moved to the area. We're just trying to meet people. I basically just tell people like, hey, we're new. We're literally just trying to meet some new people. Um, but like we, we also do this though. Feel free to check it out. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'd love to just get some coffee. Um, just like laying it out that way, that worked out really well. And then like little by little, we figured out like like the more specific we could be, the better like, hey, like we would do that whole spiel, but then be like, if you're free on Monday at two o'clock to meet at this location for coffee, uh, let us know. So like, so then we put it in a position where they didn't have to really check too hard. They could just check their calendar real quick. If it was open, then more, more times than not, they would be like, yeah, let's go get some coffee. Mm-hmm. So it took us a little bit of time to get there because a lot of people would ignore us at first. Yeah. But then, um, little by little, like from the coffee dates that were working, we were able to realize, oh, people are just saying no because they're just too lazy to like check their calendar and have us check their calendar. If we can just check our calendar first, <laughs> yeah. make it easy and on them, then they'll- That way we're not saying, uh, well, I'm free like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then they're like, well, I'm free Monday, Tuesday. Pick X or pick Y and then let's go. Yeah, just like cutting out that in between and just making it yeah. as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's one thing like you weren't, at that point, you weren't even really giving away free work. Like you already did some free work and now you're just trying to meet people, right? Like you're just basically starting- you're starting the sales process with everyone just mm-hmm. by being their friend. Yeah. yeah. Which is really smart. Yeah. And it's, it takes less time and you probably got some work done and yeah, you meet people right away. Um, that's something I think most people need to focus on is it's not always about, it's like the jab, jab, right hook. Like Gary V talks about, it's like, just be my friend. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. to my pod, listen to my podcast, watch my fucking TV show. If you like me, you do. If you don't, well, I don't really care because yeah. I'm just going to go be friends with this person over here. And if they don't like me, I'm going to go be that person's friend. So like, so I'm not bothered. And that's something I think you guys have really been able to, to show. And you've built a nice um, big, big group of like creatives over there in community. Like what's that like over in Tampa? What's the, uh, what's that whole vibe? You guys had a little watch party last night. Mm-hmm. So just talk me through that. Like what's, what's that process of kind of getting a, a huge community behind you, like a creative group? Yeah. Um, I think early on, we kind of realized that uh, we would go to shoot sometimes and there would be other photographers and videographers there. And for some reason, we kind of like just through the different jobs that we did, there were there would be some photographers, videographers that would be super friendly and we were like be able to open up and talk with them, too, which was really cool. Kind of like share and listen to why they love doing what they're doing. And there would be other photographers that would be more like not like stuck up, but like more like um like more like they basically didn't want to talk too much basically because they kind of mm-hmm. saw us either as a threat 
Yeah. Or they just did, they just thought that they were like way ahead of the game that they didn't need to even talk to us, which is totally fine because we didn't really know what we're doing. So like, we <laughs> yeah. know we don't really know what we're doing. You guys so, know more uh, than me. You might. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so early on, we realized that um, there should be like there's plenty of jobs out there for all creatives, and there still is even like after this quarantine time, because um, there's people that like working with other people and. Um, there shouldn't be like a competitive mindset. So that's where our catchphrase, like community over competition, I don't know if you can see it, but it's like right there. Um, that kind of catchphrase kind of came to to the surface out of all of this stuff because we're like, all right, if we can just push community over competition, like literally like, um, then it opens a door for people to be vulnerable with each other and just kind of share their struggles. And I think that's another thing too. We would mm -hmm. literally share our people's struggles, like our struggles with people because we would be like, hey, we really don't know what we're doing, but this is what, this is what we've tried in the past and this is what's worked. And there would be other people that would share like what has worked with them, with us, and it helped expedite the process of like just building. So um, I think that's what really helped us like build a community here in Tampa because we would just be like, just be transparent with people, bro. Like, yeah, but I think also like here in Tampa, there already was like a massive creative community. That's true too. Like we we attended a bunch of events when we first moved here, um, just to get to know some more people. Um, so things were already happening. I think it was cool that we were able to kind of like infiltrate that a little bit, mm -hmm. and and then meet all of those people, and then have just be able to have a platform where everyone can come together. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of the goal. Like we literally just went on coffee dates with everyone in the in the creative community in yeah. Tampa and then just got to know everyone individually and then just kind of made some spaces where we could all just get together. Yeah. So um, I think that, I think there's definitely like groups of people in any place um, that, that do what you do. And it's just about meeting those people and then creating a space for the, that everyone can get together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And this is uh, what the podcast is really going to start moving towards. And I want to start picking your guys' brains a little bit. Um, Robert, you talked about COVID and a lot of events and everything are shut down. And uh, you guys, yeah, I know your workload kind of got cut a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I've seen you guys do, which is really good, is content that you can make that's not an event. Like you guys are really fucking good at doing graphics, sketches, and GIFs. Like what made you like it seems like you you guys do everything and i don't get it <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like, i don't i love it i think it's awesome because it's you guys have the capacity to do it and it's two of you like i don't i can't do everything but like what made you get in that other dimension of like i'm gonna do your still animation i'm gonna do your graphic i'm gonna do your motion i'm gonna do your gif like what like what's up like what made you peel that peel back that layer too uh i think it was a lot of trial and error um we I mean, we were both biology majors in college and like we were both going to be doctors when we met each other. Um, so oh. yeah, this is a whole new world for us. And I think that we have just been testing out a lot of different things. So um, we do do a lot of, of, uh, of different mediums, but I think it's really just because we're just trying to see what we ultimately would like to pursue further. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so photo and video is definitely like up there, uh, but graphics is something that I've always found interest in. Um, and then with the gifts, um, 
I kind of just heard about them and I heard that you can like get your own. And so I looked into it like two years ago and then just last year figured out, oh, it's really just one button that I missed that made them searchable. Mm -hmm. um, so we were really just doing it for ourselves. Um, and then people saw them and liked them. So we, people started reaching out and now we make them for their companies. And you get, you're getting like millions of people using your gifts, right? Like, like yeah. hundreds of thousands into the millions, like, like how are, how are you getting so many people to view them? Like what's the, what's the sauce? What's the sauce? <laughs> the sauce is keywords. So yes. the gifts have now really just become another search engine. So when you're on Instagram, when you're on social platforms, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, Facebook Messenger, even iMessaging yeah. now, you can search mm -hmm. them. So it's it's basically just another search engine. So it's connecting keywords that make sense to the gifts that you're putting up there, um, and then keywords that people are looking for. So we were one of the first ones to make um, an eboard gif. Yeah, she she was the first person to make an eboard gif, which is pretty dope. Like there weren't any like gifts like the town, like the little bit yeah. in Tampa where people get fucked up, right? Basically, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've been there. I know where Ebor is. <laughs> yeah. I've been there once or twice, I think. <laughs> you probably have. That's a good thing. Um, but there were no Ebor gifts. And it's it's like an historical landmark in Tampa. And there was none. So um, being able to do that was pretty cool. So it's really just about finding um, what's not yet out there. I mean, now there's a whole bunch of people who have, have jumped on the bandwagon and like flooded yeah. that um, <laughs> a lot of other keywords. But um, it's really just about finding what you would want to use and what's not already out yeah. there. And to us, it's almost as a, like, it's now become a digital asset for us. Mm -hmm. Cause now when we respond with people in the DMS on Instagram, we can now send like a little gift of either Marissa or me, like giving like a wave, like, I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see a catch cup, co uh, grab coffee with you. And then it's like a little gift of literally her doing this. And we're like, <laughs> yo, this is like a digital asset that's already like in the actual app. I don't I like that. Yeah. Exactly. So it just makes it's it more like memorable. A, it's like a more epic signature. Yeah. <laughs> it's your exactly. face. Because yeah. <laughs> I usually I usually send like Elmo gifts, but if it was one of me, it'd probably be better. Exactly. There we go. So, okay, yeah. Elmo. Okay. It, it's been pretty wild, and we definitely see like um some like more stuff happening with gifts, just because Facebook just bought Giphy, which mm -hmm. is like the platform where all gifts are housed for like mm -hmm. four hundred million dollars. Yeah which is crazy. So we're already starting to see some like um, changes within like the GIF app and like the GIFs that are being presented on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, they're already starting to limit the amount of GIFs that show up per search, mm -hmm. which is interesting. And so we, like they're ranked. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be ranked. And then we definitely see it, um, a possibility of, it, of GIFs being tappable. So if you put a GIF on your Instagram story, mm -hmm. someone can tap it and it'll probably take you to your page. So if you do not have GIFs yet, you need GIFs. Get GIFs. Like get get in early. Yeah. Crazy. It's about to get crazy because whenever Facebook buys something, it just it gets just crazy. It. It yeah, they crazy. fucking rip it apart. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. And what? <clears throat> like, I've I'm kind of back and forth on using them on my stories and stuff because like you can use them as stickers. So like have. Is there an actual use for that on your story? Is does Instagram or anyone use that in the algorithm? Have you seen like would it help someone get more uh, reach on their stories or something like that? Like more engagement? There hasn't been enough um, data on it, honestly. But the stickers draw more attention. So if you have a stagnant image, but then you have one little thing flickering in the corner, it grabs your attention. Mm -hmm. um, also, it just really helps. We've seen with just user generated content. 
And that's the key ingredient for any business um, that's B2C. So, um, yeah. Or, or if you like out. use, or if you're hosting your own events, definitely super powerful. Because at one of our pop-ups, we literally made a gift specifically mm-hmm. for that pop-up. And everybody would take a photo and they're like, oh, they have gifts, like search them up. So they would, you're getting your followers, your audience to get used to searching up and using your gifts. Mm-hmm. So like, well, mm-hmm. when you search up, I'll just search up those Coco's logos. They have their own gifts. And then, and then they already know your name. And then that's how you exactly. continue to, you literally need to continue to market your gifts continuously. And yeah. because it's a new search engine, if you're not searchable on there, you're messing up. Like there are some companies that we've seen that have like half of their name is searchable on that platform, but it's not their brand that's showing up. So if someone else like were to put up those Google's logos gifts and it's not us, that'd be a problem. So you got to make sure that like whatever your brand is, you're filling it with what you want people to use. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like trying to go to a Starbucks and looking up their gifts and they don't have any. And it's like something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So brand identity, being able to get your, your stuff probably clickable. It's bought by Facebook. Okay. And what, like, is, why would I want to do it besides that? Like what, if, if I was walking up to you and I'm like, Hey, I want to hire you to help me with my brand. Why would the first or second thing you tell me be like, you need to get some fucking gifts besides that? Because gifts are on stories and stories right now are, what people are looking at mm-hmm. um instagram has become the leading platform behind tiktok now but actually gifts are available on tiktok too so they kind of reach all platforms but story mm-hmm. versus post are what's seen by people and you want to be where the eyeballs are yeah. so why not have your brand your logo your identity on where all the eyeballs are yeah like literally the way we see instagram stories and i'm just like any piece of content now is like uh, like a billboards, like on the highway. Mm-hmm. Like people, it's like a digital billboard. Literally, that's what it is. So you want to make sure you just are giving yourself an opportunity to stick your sticker sticker on there, but also have other people stick their your sticker on their stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. And it, it if you make one GIF and you put it in that that house that database, it goes to all these apps. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a one time checkbox kind of thing. And then you can look at the yeah. analytics in Giphy and it kind of shows you how many views and a view is just like um, whenever your GIF is on someone's screen physically, not if it's used, um, there's going to be probably some changes in that. But right now, uh, if it's on someone's screen, it counts as a view. Okay. It kind of, it literally breaks it down. So that way you can see, okay, which GIFs are working better than others. Mm -hmm. And we were able to break that down. So, so we've been using that data to continue to make new GIFs. True that. What, what do you think? Because that's, I just learned a shitload in like 10 minutes. So like, what do you think the next, uh, the next frontier of like offline, but digital content is? Cause like, or like not things that people document, if that makes sense. Like, like creating something out of like a still image. Like, what do you think the next direction is going to be for that? Do you, do you guys have any ideas or you kind of start experimenting with new concepts or like anything I, I, you you seem like you know more about me so i'm just trying to throw that out there hmm. you mean like the next frontier like like if gifts are gonna blow up let's say they blow up in six months like what's gonna be the next thing that's like you if you if it's never not even out yet like what do you think you could even start creating to make a thing you know like to the next the next pre-frontier hmm. that's a good question 
I think for me, bro, just kind of seeing TikTok and how powerful that is, like figuring out either how to make a certain song that fits your brand mm. or some type of sound tag that we've mm. also like tagged into a little bit as well with like sound tags with sound tags are fire. important like yeah. it's, it's crazy how a lot of people don't do not have a sound tag yet we just we literally just took an iphone to our foot to our mouse and we're just like nah. then she said fire and that was our sound <laughs> yeah. tag and we just used that at the beginning of all our clips that we've used and like that has just been crazy because we literally go to people that we've never met and they're just like oh my gosh i love how you saw all your videos with like coconut fire and they just say it and we're just like that's literally yeah. the only reason why we sold our candles because they're called coconut fire hard, hard, hard <laughs> like hard plug, oh, hard plug. check that only- shit in description guys i got you <laughs> yes. no. but like literally that's the only reason we sold these candles they're called coconut fire and the only reason we saw them, we sold them is because we created that sound tag that says coconut mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. And like you have a gif about it. Things. Exactly. Exactly. Sound tags. That's right. You are right there. Sound yeah. Tags, um, but I think TikTok is definitely. That's, that's what, that's what sh- TikTok is showing me. Cause like I, yeah. I scroll through it literally like I'm in the bathroom just like doing my thing and I'm just like, I'm humming a, a song that I just heard on TikTok. And I'm like, yeah. what the heck bro? Like, it, gets yeah. Your- yeah, it really does get in your head, bro. I've been booming on TikTok. Like, just go off on a little bit of rant. Yeah, I see you've been going hard. I'm like, going oh, the God. fuck off on TikTok like the past <laughs> two days. <laughs> no, even even now, and we're still like, we're still like trying to get on that like regular regular posting and stuff. But like, it, there are definitely more users than content creators still. In yeah, the, yeah. And it, and it shows just in the in engagement. Yeah, the the biggest thing I've noticed. And I've, I've probably only, I think I only put out like seven TikToks. Like the, it doesn't matter what you put out because they're going to show it to almost everyone because it's still so new. Yeah. And as if you can build up a database of content on there and it's basically like the waterfall effect. If you watch one of my videos and you like it, you go to my profile and I have five more. Well, they're all like 15 seconds. So you're just going. Yeah, you're going to watch all of them. And like the way we know an algorithm works is like the more people will watch it and like and comment well then the apps just like well they like it so we're gonna show it to more people like i've I've literally took like four videos of my dog in the past 24 hours and i have over like fucking 700 views on them like it's easy it's and it's sound sounds i'm using from other people like uh, it's tiktok just is blowing my mind right now because it's it's such an easy frontier for people to actually get started on like social media wise and i think i know you guys said it but i'm actually thinking now it might be the next move if people can figure it out the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, definitely, there's definitely people that have, cause we're still struggling. Like how do we showcase what we do mm-hmm. and then like just focus on and that. And then just do it well. But there's mm-hmm. like, there's people that we're following now. They're like, Oh, this guy literally just shows you how to edit videos. And he just talks about like the process of editing. And like, I've, I've seen him now a couple of times just scrolling through. I'm like, Oh, this is the same guy. Like, and it's just, it's just, they're just showing you, what to do and i think for creatives it's really important to understand the power of like competitive analysis mm-hmm. when we first started we didn't like the term like copying or stealing because um we had like a negative association with it mm-hmm. but like, literally just using what is working for others and then incorporate into your workflow and then making it your own like that's totally okay and realizing that it's totally okay has changed a lot for us as well um, yeah that's uh 
there was an event I was shooting last, actually almost this time last year, and we had a speaker there. His name is Mike McCallowitz. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of him, amazing writer. He's like amazing business books. I say grab some. Profit First is really good, and he's put a new one out called Fix This Next. It's basically like how to solve your problems. But he is a, described it as R&D, and it's called Rip Off and Duplicate. Mm. Rip Off. <laughs> yeah. Like Rip Off and Duplicate. If you did it, I'm going to do it better. Like. Yeah. It's, it's called market research. Like if you can, that's all, that's literally all I've been doing on TikTok is I, I find hashtags that work. I find sounds that people like, and I put my dog in it. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole game. And then once I finish, figure, I I can figure that out and I have people that are like actually on my page. Well then that's when the the photo video content is going to come out. That's when the podcast is going to go on there. Like once I understand how people are moving on the app and it's Mm. just from watching other people and like, if this fucking girl that's, shaking her butt in the mirror can get 50,000 people following her. Then you can get 50,000 by shaking your butt. Too. I can at least get to 5,000. Like <laughs> 5,000 can't be that fucking hard. <laughs> like, she's not providing any value over here. And I think I can do a lot better than her. So it's, it's not really, it's not going to be too hard. I think. And it's just R and D like, okay, mm-hmm. what I'm going to use your exact same hashtags. I'm going to use the exact same sound and I'm going to make the exact same length video. Let's see what happens. Yep. That's the name of the game, man. We, we read a book that's similar. It's called Steal Like an Artist. Definitely recommend it. So good. Um, just so because good. it has pictures in it. We like pictures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> About it. Is there, can I color them in or what? <laughs> I mean, they are black and white, so probably. You do you. All right. <laughs> Get on that. Steal Like an Artist. That's all, that'll be the next one I buy. For mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to think because there's so much shit that I want to talk to you guys about besides gifts and i think the only other thing i really want to run you through is like what's it like uh managing over 100 people at an event like Mm. what's it like putting on your own event and and what was the first time you can tell me about that but like once you got it buttoned down you know tell me about like what you learned the first time and how you kind of executed it and I'm almost positive there's going to be another fucking pop-up coming up soon because Florida's opening back up, back up. So like. Definitely. Um, so the first pop-up that we did, so basically the pop-ups, we invite photographers, models, videographers um, to come out and we uh, bring on a clothing brand and um, like a really dope venue. Um, so we basically put the photographers into groups, the models into groups, and then we create four or five different zones that we kind of craft together, um, and create a cool like theme or vibe in that little section of the venue. Um, so we put the photographers into each of these zones, the models into each of these zones, and then we have them switch every like 20 or 30 minutes, um, opposingly. So each model group gets to work with each photographer group. And then the clothing brand comes in because the models get to use the clothes, and switch their outfits after every zone so they can mm-hmm. like maximize their content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so basically the first one that we did, it was completely by accident. We just saw a really dope building and we're like, huh, we should do a photo shoot here. And <laughs> um, we did one with like one of our friends at like 6 a.m. the next day that we saw the building. And we're like, interesting. If we can get one person out, I wonder if we can get more people to come out. Yeah. Um, so we made a flyer. We found a clothing company. Um, we shot a promo. Yeah. Like five, day, five days before. This is the shit that was in the alley, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we got the Eventbrite set up. Um, 
we did basically everything within five days. And then that's when we realized kind of like the power of like test, text message marketing. Like we never, we didn't have a word for it until Gary Vee put a word to it. Yeah. But literally we would basically text the Instagram story promo to everybody and then ask them to post it on their story. So we basically took over the Instagram story for like that day. Mm-hmm. And then literally when the time came for people to come to our pop-up events, it would be, we would ask them the question, like, how did you hear about it? And they're like, oh, I saw it on someone's Instagram story. We're like, oh, snap, we're onto something. Yeah. So we basically figured out that system. But like for the first one, like managing the people that came out, we were like, the first one we had, yeah. Yeah, we were expecting like 15, 20 because it was Sunday morning at seven o'clock in the morning. So it was going to be super early, a random day. So we're like, there's probably not going to be that many. We had like 50 people show up. We're like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, we were expecting so, like 15. Um, so that was. You got like 50 on the first one. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> so uh, quickly we realized that um, we needed to be like more organized as so far as like the transition between zones goes because like there was some confusion. So we figured out like if we make a map and kind of like showcase the map in the zone, people can kind of like know where to go prior yeah. to going to the event. Um, we got walkie-talkies um, and got some volunteers to help us kind of like manage the zones too because at the time we only use like cones. Like yeah. those little safety cones and we're like All we're right. like this is zone one between this cone and yeah. this cone we need some tape damn it like, yeah. <laughs> so getting like actual people there was cool um and then we figured out like people get hungry so we brought food out to you um and so. then we got some vendors uh so at like a second one we had pbr sponsor be a free beer and free coffee beer yeah. and then we had uh someone selling food um so it just kind of um and then someone was able to like handle the check-in process. So like yeah. literally like volunteers. Yeah, these are all volunteers and friends that kind of like helped us set everything up. Yep. Um, so basically we figured out like the main people that we needed per event because the first one was just us two basically. Mm-hmm. So like literally if you want to scale, you need you need people on your team because there's no way that you can do it by yourself. Yeah. But um yeah, just kind of like realizing like your own personal because we're both hardcore introverts. So after our pop-ups, we're like super tired. Yeah. But um and then at, like after the event, like knowing that you need a, you have like within, you have 24 hours basically, but we give ourselves like five hours to do like a recap video of the actual event. Yeah. So people can kind of see that. And then like the people that miss it want to come to the next one basically. So basically just creating hype over something that you really yeah. like care about. Hype beforehand, important. hype during. You and tell then, people to like post about it, share it on their stories, use the gifts that we made about the pop-ups. There you go, um, banging exactly to push them to go on their stories and use it um so then there's hype before the event hype during the event and then after the event with the um recap video and how, how many of you done three four four or when the fuck's five happening not sure bro not sure. Um, a lot of people keep on dming us that question we're like What's going on yet? <laughs> yeah it was supposed to have it in april um and then pandemic yeah um, yeah so we're just giving it more time honestly because we know that when we do host our sorry our pup is like she's playing with a water out. bottle right now um, yeah she's crazy <laughs> yeah. Right. oh yeah you see that before but um akita come down um but yeah we 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 know now that people really are craving like live events especially mm-hmm. after this corona thing mm-hmm. so like we're expecting like a lot of people to want to come out so we just want to make sure we can hold uh, like have the bandwidth ready for the amount of people that do want to show up and be part of it. So yeah, um, and like next month or so, I want to say. Or and two. you have about a hundred people show up. Last, the last up. couple, one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and how many of them are people that are making content, like photographers and videographers? 
it's a pretty good like half and half usually so we okay. usually have about like half of them are models and about half of them are photo or video um which is really good and kind of happens by accident um there was well, one time where we had i think our third pop-up we had more models and photographers but then people were just trickling in so then we ended up having good yeah. balance but yeah. Um, yeah it's usually pretty even but all these people are i mean they're they're shooting either the model or photographer and they're posting the clothing yeah. brand and they're tagging them and all that right Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what's cool about it is right after the event, literally like an hour or two after we clean everything up, we sent out a massive email um, that mentions all of our sponsors, like the, the, the venue, the food, um, the beer, the, the uh, hashtags, all the hashtags to use. And we tell you, we ask you to please use all of those. Um, and then we also create like a massive Google Drive folder um, with folders in them for each of the photographers and videographers that signed up. And so they're asked to dump all their stuff in there. So then everyone makes sure that everybody's tagged. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, generally so, everyone's yeah. pretty good about yeah. tagging. And mm -hmm. At the end of the day, just creating the systems, bro. Like this is what we need to do first. Mm -hmm. Systems, I love to hear it. Uh, systems and systems. processes, yeah, get them down. <laughs> love yeah, to but, hear it. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. But that's really it. It's been fun. Our last, we had a little over 150. Um, and so now we're just trying to find another venue that's like bigger and badder and yeah. can fit everybody. And if anyone that owns their own has a venue that people can, that they can shoot at or has a clothing brand and you're listening to this, if you want 150 fucking people yes. getting your stuff and putting it on the internet for free marketing, mm -hmm. contact these guys. Like it's not that hard. If you want some free gifts to contact these guys, like not free gifts, but you want gifts like, they could do it for free because they need to pay their own fucking bills. But like, <laughs> come on, like these guys know what they're doing. Like they, they're on it. They, I don't, I've never could fucking even imagine getting 150 people in one room to shoot. Never, never would ever even try it. Honestly, I never, I'd try a lot of shit and that's not one of them. <laughs> like that's hundred, it's not, it's not something I want to put my time into. And you guys kind of figured out a way to do it. And you've had the whole process from two years ago and you've really done that. You've done the back end work. And that's something that, I think there's a lot of value and especially now people coming out of the pandemic, like people are going to want to be together. Like you said, they're going to want the event and brands need money. Like if you want to keep your business going and you want to sell some shit, come on, like this is the time to do it. Like next pop-up for these guys or next pop-up number 15 or 200, whenever it is, whenever you listen to this, like that's the time to do it. That's wild. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you're at about to do five, when you're at 10, how many people will be there? Let's, let's, be, let's be casual and say 250. You know, and six more events, you have 100 more people. Okay. Also, in, in four events, you had 150. So in six, who knows what the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you're yeah. a clothing, just jump on it. Clothing brands, come on. Let's get in this. Yeah. yeah. I think people just forget, like, even like when it comes to followers, they're like, oh, I only have like 150, 200 followers, whatever it is. I think people forget how many those people, how many that actually is like in real life. Because when yeah. we see those 150 in front of us, we're like, holy we're like, shit. like, wow, this is a lot this of is, people. <laughs> this <laughs> is crazy. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Yeah. If it's 150 it. people that give a shit, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're showing up like early as fuck, At bro. 7 a.m. for an event, like, like on a weekend. Yeah, so wild. those are like some hardcore like ride or die type of followers. So it's pretty dope to like see that. It's quality people. That's the thing is you guys have the quality group and that's, that's something that you, that no one can really miss. And, and you, you guys did a great job. And I think that's something that you should be proud of. And uh, you're not afraid to try new shit, which is obvious. And I think that's really paid off for you. Mm.
Thanks, Jay. So, okay, that's what's up. You know, you guys are killing it. And I think I learned a lot about the gift game today. And that's what the, t- the podcast is going to be about. And um, if anyone could try to reach out to you, where should they contact you? What's your, your ads, your links, your socials? Should they still buy the candle? What's up with all of this? What's going on? <laughs> um, so the candle's on pause right now. It is great. Um, it smells great. Uh, we're sold out gonna... fuck you guys you waited too long <laughs> sold out twice <laughs> um, but we're probably gonna do another batch maybe july yeah. um but you can find us on instagram and twitter at dos cocos locos um youtube literally YouTube. anything dos cocos locos just tiktok yeah just search that you'll find us um yeah yeah jump, jump in the dm say hi yeah dos cocos locos.com everything yeah Anyone that's in the Tampa, Ebor, Sarasota-ish, kind of west coast of Florida area, hit these people up. They're really cool. I've known them for a long time. They will uh, really help you with anything you need. If you need anything done for you, they'll get it done. They'll get on a call right away. I call them probably once a week to bug the fuck out of them about something. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good time, and they're good people. And uh, thank you guys so much for jumping on. And this was a good little call. And I appreciate you being the first guests on the uh, Create More Now podcast. So. We're the first guests. Cool, first guests. Yeah, it's all solo. And sometimes I bring some people on and this is one of those times. There we go. Hey, Thanks for having us, Jake. Yeah, it was awesome. Appreciate you guys and have a great rest of your week. Thanks, you too. See ya. Love is love. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Create More Now podcast. Now, before you go, here's a couple things I need you to do. First, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast and you liked it, please give me a quick subscribe. It helps me out. Second, if you want to read any of the books that were mentioned or if we talked about gear on this episode, that link will be down in the show note and you can click on it, go straight to Amazon and pick it up for yourself. And last but not least, if you have any questions, please send them over to me on social media, either at Create More Now on Instagram or on my Facebook page, Create More Now. Again, everything you need is down in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.